0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome you to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have producer, musician, and engineer Steve Chase. Welcome to the show, my brother.
1: Man, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes, sir. Rep- <laughs> Representing the STL
1: hat. Representing you know STL, saying? man. Born and raised, man. Born and raised. I've been down. I've been here for 20 years, though. But. Mm. You know, I can't, I can't forget my roots. You know, that's, that's where I became, you know, who I am. And mm. I just, you know, brought that with me, you know, to Atlanta. That's
0: what's up, man. So talk to us about how you kind of got
1: started. Uh, I've, I've pretty much been a musician for most of my life. You know, um, when I was young, my dad bought a drum set for my, for my older brother. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it turned out I spent more time on it <laughs> than he did. You know, my pops would take me out to you know to get off of you know because to let my brother get on it, but he he was you know here or there, and mm-hmm. so I, I was always um, either you know beating on something or or trying to find some way to create to create music. Um, my pops was big into Andre Crouch okay. back back in the early eighties, mm-hmm. and uh, I found myself singing along to the Andre Crouch records. You know. So uh, it was it was just all I was always just music music music, Uh, going into middle school, uh, with grade school. You know you know I didn't uh, I don't I don't think we had a music program, but by by the time I got to middle school, it was concert band. I played a bass clarinet, Mm. coming up in concert band, and uh, so did that for three years. I had fun with that playing overtures, and you know, I remember marching band. We was playing uh, I think we played. Some tune by Michael Jackson was it bad or something? He was <laughs> marching and doing a little two-step, and I'm out there with my bass clarinet and marching uniform. But mm-hmm. but that was fun, man. And got to high school, and uh, then it was uh, I still still stayed with the bass clarinet in in concert band, but in marching band, I started playing drums too, because oh, uh, I always had you know like, again I had an affinity for drums, and uh, I was a snare drummer for freshman year, and sophomore year. And then uh junior, senior year, it was it was bass drums. So, oh, okay. So marching band, drums, concert band, bass clarinet. And uh that's so it was always music for me. And I never had, you know, it wasn't until years later to I actually had, you know, something to actually make to make music on, but that was uh that that was my start. And uh I pretty much went to um after I graduated, I started making uh, double cassette deck. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying.
0: Look, y'all know with them double cassette, oh, beat I'm, tapes and I'm, stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm, they I'm, don't know about that.
1: You I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to run it. I had one of them, you know little Casios, on mm-hmm. the 75 dollar Casios. You got your double cassette deck, right? <laughs> so you you plug your, your your Casio in through the mic jack, mm-hmm. and you know it's got the it's got the little uh, the little pre made beats in it. <laughs> Right, you're such so a right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I would record that for four minutes, and that's going to to from to, uh, to the tape, right? Mm-hmm. After I got that recorded, put that tape in the in this deck, then record that beat to another tape. Meanwhile, I'm laying another track to the mm-hmm. metronome. So now I got the doo going. And I'm laying the kick, boom, <laughs> boom, <laughs> and that's how I layered beats. Then I would mm-hmm. take that. Take those two tracks, put it in this deck, record it over to the other deck again, and lay a third track. And that's how I would, how I would layer beats back before I ever had a wow. something, something to make beats with. That's super creative. So that, you know. That yeah, that, that's start. That's <laughs> yeah. super I
0: mean, people got to do what they got to do get, to get started. But that is super creative, though. I don't think most people kind of take, I mean, back for some people, probably you don't even remember double tape. Tape decks, right? So, right. What does Unless you like Radio Rahim. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But no, that's super ingenious to take an idea to take the Casio, and to run it through that and to to do the recording. Kind of like now, I never used the old tape that people used to use back in the day, right? So I don't know how that whole process right works, right? You mean like cassette tape? No, like actual tape tape.
1: Or oh, like real real? Yeah, real real tape year, when mean,
0: they would when they would actually make. Music way back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's kind of, i guess—kind of the same concept around there somewhere. How you do, how you do that.
1: Yeah, 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 kind of. You know, uh, but when I first, uh, when I first got that, when I first saw the NPC right before I, right before I got to Atlanta, mm-hmm. right before I left St. Louis, <clears throat> my brothers, uh, my older brother had a buddy who was into this and that, and uh, he knew that I made beats, and somehow he came across. The, it, it was ninety eight. I think the NPC two thousand came out in ninety eight. Mm. You know that's the uh, mm. that's the step down from the three thousand. And you couldn't afford it. I mean the three you was the like three thousand. Three thousand dollars, probably three four <laughs> thousand. Right. Two thousand, you know, probably twenty five hundred bucks. Mm. Nineteen years old. I can't twenty. I can't afford them like that. Um. But anyways, so they made the the scaled down version of two thousand. That's fifteen hundred. That's still a lot for. <laughs> <laughs> for me for me at that age but my brother's buddy had one and he called me over to his uh to his mom's flower shop which is where he uh you know he was helping her run that so he's in the back with the NBC in the stereo mm-hmm. making beats and I and I, when I saw that thing and I started messing with it it was like um you remember the Simpsons episode where Homer I think he first had when he first started drinking beer and it's like <laughs> where have you been all my life that's that's the moment i had Mm. right there with that npc so uh, soon after that i left st louis and um as soon as i got a job i went to mars music (laughs) up by the big chicken yes (laughs) and it it, ain't that you know they i guess yeah i guess guess somebody bought them out but Mm -hmm. that's the first thing i did as soon as i started working i went to mars and put an npc on layaway and now shoot, that's when. That's, that's when I start to take off and, okay. and, really, and really go crazy with it. That's what's up, man.
0: So you've been on the MPC, I'm pretty sure, that entire time.
1: Pretty much, you know, because um, now I'm using the live, and it's, it's a little bit of a, um, a departure to the, work, the old workflow. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still the same, you know, kind of tape machine, stop, play, record type mm-hmm. of thing. Then it gives you the four, four clicks, and then you start playing. So, so the basics, the core is still there. You know, so, uh, yeah, I just, you know, once I get used to something, I kind of, I like to stay with it until I, you know, master it. Okay. You know, that's, that's just kind of my mentality with uh, most mm-hmm. things.
0: So do you think with, with all of these, I'll call them groove boxes, right? Whether it's the machine, whether it's the new line of NPCs that they're coming out with, you know, they came out with the small NPC studio, Black. Right, yeah. Right, so they came out with, with that, and of course you're still... Got your big classic NPCs, and then right. you got your your, your um, push, and now you got I guess the one for FL that they got now. Um, you know, it was kind of like we had hardware. Force I think of, it was the, the the force of fire like or something like that. Yeah. So they, you know, because everybody was on hardware, and then when software came out, everybody started to switch over to software and kind of yeah. leave the hardware. Yeah. Right. And so now you see there's a um, emergence of going back to software or at least blending of the two right right so like the machines right. you know and so now you can use the machine in conjunction with the software and it kind of gives you that right that feeling like you're using hardware but in tandem with using a software right. as well um, so for you you kind of just been on the nbc the, the entire time right? yeah
1: I, you know i guess i'm kind of a, you're trying to you know a fanboy in, in that regard <laughs> you know um I only stopped using my two thousand because it still takes floppies, mm-hmm. and you can't even buy yeah. floppies now. So when they when they finally upped their game, you know, and because you really a machine took a lot of NPC people, and they uh, went over to machine. They I mean, machine took a lot of they they did some damage <laughs> <laughs> to, to the NPC because mm-hmm. uh, they you know they 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 were updated and. You know, you can now use it in conjunction with your with your computer and not just save your files on your computer, which a lot of people are doing anyway. And so um, but before I made that leap, you know, kai mm-hmm. Akai came out with something. I said, okay, let me stick with what I know, and you know. Right. So that's basically how I happened. But but yeah, man, uh this the software thing, I mean like Fruity Loops, I see why for a long time I was like, eh, you know, you yeah. remember, you know, back when uh like yeah. when people were talking about Ninth Wonder said, ah, oh, he makes beats on Fruity Loops, and I, yeah, Fruity Loops is there. But of course, <laughs> the BC made was dope to this day. And then somebody, um, um somebody kind of will let me use a copy, and I said, you know what? I see, I see what it is they like. It's it's powerful, mm-hmm. user friendly, it's fast, and they didn't took over, you know, took it over the industry really. Like the sound of modern music is mm-hmm. FL Studio. You know, so, so you. now the machine and Akai is kind of trying to mm. in a way trying to mimic the sound of mm-hmm. mean uh, you know everything is distorted and compressed and everything comes out slamming like bricks Uh, so yeah so now there's a there's a blending of uh, the hardware and software and trying to you know bring mm. everybody together mm-hmm. and, uh, so yeah it's a uh, this is an exciting time to be you know a music creator
0: oh yeah most definitely, man. You'd be surprised how many people sat in this chair right here never asked the question how they got started. Oh, a friend of mine gave me Fruity Loops. <laughs> uh, I started off on Fruity Loops yeah. back in the day. We had Fruity, Loops, and it was always yeah. It was very rare that I would hear anybody use anything else. I Had one guy. He was like, I started off on Live, uh, started off on MPC. Right. I started off on Live, and then switched over to to Reason. But the common theme is it's FL
1: FL man
0: no I have FL
1: I've done a few I, beats I, in there yeah I've done a couple I broke
0: people. down and, and, and purchased it don't ask me how many times I used it though maybe, maybe <laughs> once What's <laughs> time I... maybe once so but are yeah.
1: you a machine guy
0: or I'm a machine guy okay. I love machine I use it in conjunction with with reason but yeah I hated the machine at first oh man I'm like I hated the machine because I didn't like the Mark
1: II. Um, I just didn't
0: yeah. like how it looked. I didn't like the functionality of it. I didn't like having to press and all the, you know, the shifts and everything here to do whatever yeah. it needed to do. I didn't like any of that. So I,
1: yeah.
0: I bought one, used, because I didn't know if I was going to like it. And I used it a little bit and took it back. I'm like, now nah, I like this. Right. And then I bought an uh, um, MPC Studio Black, the little
1: black one with yeah, yeah, on the desktop.
0: Yep, yeah. I bought that one. I used that for a bit. I didn't like that yeah, I took it, it back. I didn't like the workflow, so I took it right. back. Right, yeah, it's crazy,
1: and that, and that's the same software they use that the Renaissance uses. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Renaissance and the studio, all of those, it's the same same software. Right. So uh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, if you don't deal with the software, the, yeah. the, the controller, yeah, doesn't even matter.
0: Now the sounds I love.
1: It has some good sounds in it. I still got all the sounds.
0: <laughs> go
1: ahead and make a <laughs> folder and put
0: these yeah. <laughs> yep so I still got all the sounds and so I made um, machine kits out of all the Akai
1: yeah. sounds <laughs> that's how you do it that's how you do it hey I purchased the the. Right. I purchased it yes, and all the sounds all so boom them. why can't I just keep the sound I took it back
0: took it back and traded it in for the Mark III the Mark III I love Yeah. so I would encourage anybody if you're looking for a <clears> So, I know you're on, on, on NPC, but I, I would have Is this a three? That's Munger. a three? Yeah. Oh, man. Get that. That other thing is a monster. It's yeah. amazing. So, get that. So...
1: I've been seeing knots be
0: killing oh, yeah. it on oh, that oh, thing, oh, yeah. man. You know who really kills it on this NPC? Uh, not NPC, the machine? Black Metaphor. I'm not up man, on that, Man, oh, man. Black Metaphor kills it yes Now
1: i got somebody to look up
0: oh yeah oh yeah man look at all that so for those who don't know like when we're doing this taping right now it is pouring down raining
1: it's raining it's been
0: raining for at least three or four days straight non-stop in atlanta crazy i feel like i live in washington i live in seattle but when i was off the
1: holidays were good though
0: christmas day was amazing it was man that was it was like 68
1: degrees
0: crazy crazy i was like what's going on as soon as i
1: went back to work (laughs) pouring (laughs) pouring down rain
0: that's right that's right uh so okay so you moved you got from from st louis you eventually came down to to atlanta so kind of talk about your experience just getting involved in the atlanta music scene what were some of the challenges some of the things that you had to deal with
1: the the challenges were um I guess one of the big ones for me was being, uh, really being more social. Mm. And I don't know if that's a product of, uh, I think it might be dual a byproduct of maybe my, um, generation,
0: mm.
1: not, uh, you know, cause you know, when we were young, we didn't have, it, we, it, you know, social was coming to, going outside yes. the plate, you know? And, um, and, and also be in, in that town, there weren't very there weren't there weren't a lot of outlets. Uh-huh. there were some. And we we're, we're grateful for the few few that were there and that uh, that may still be there. Uh but uh when I got here, okay, you know you gotta the only only people I knew was my two brothers. Okay. And um so what my, my tendency was to basically reach out to the first person I saw, and now that I think about it, uh, i got the npc out of layaway and um this was like two this was 99. so i don't know when people started recording to, mm-hmm. to pro tools and, and computers but I, we didn't know about that yet <clears throat> excuse me we, we didn't really know about that yet so in fact there was still something called cakewalk oh yeah and people, can, still, use
0: people still use cakewalk today use cakewalk today
1: so, uh, but, but I didn't even know about Cakewalk at that time, so I, went to, I had got a little Roland 8-track uh, recorder, one of those little, it was called Roland BR-8. So I got got the MPC home, and then uh, maybe a few months later, I got the Roland, so okay, now I'm going to start recording. I literally hooked up with my neighbor, because, you know, that's back when I used to smoke a little bit. <laughs> so that's, I hooked up with him and said, hey man, let's do something. So mm-hmm. I started recording with me and my neighbor, and he was a, he was a hardcore down south dude, Adamsville, Georgia mm-hmm. man, you know, like, you know, um, the, the, the real southern type of dude, you know, bass music, you know, straight. And I really, you know, in St. Louis, I don't know, like, we, we never considered ourselves the south. And I never.
0: Oh no, straight Midwest all right. day. We
1: never considered ourselves right. the South, but when I came South, now I see like, okay, it kind of is the South. Though people kind of do consider it the South, but we never, when we was there, mm-hmm. we we don't never, we never thought of ourselves as being the South. So <coughs> I didn't really, you know, it was a. I had to warm up to the to the to the southern to the you know southern thing because you know even though I'm from the Midwest, we did uh, we listened to we came up listening to. Uh, the East Coast, you mm-hmm. know, I me mean? and my brothers, it was De La Soul. It was Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. It was people I can see. It was Smooth. Jungle Brothers. Jungle Brothers, man. Oh, man, yeah. And on the West Coast, we was listening to, you know, uh, of course, Snoop and, and, and Dre and even Too Short. Um, mm-hmm. In the South, now this is still, you know, young coming up. In the south, I guess you know before before outcast it was um you know it was Luke and Two Live. You know you're doing the basement part You're gonna play some Two Live crew. Yeah. <laughs> so so what's so so oh, oh, <laughs> up, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> right, uh, DJ Magic DJ Mike? Oh, you DJ Magic Mike. There you go, DJ Magic Mike. Oh please, Rodney on Joe Cooley. Ah yes. <laughs> 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 okay, we get uh, we getting the old up here. We, <laughs> you. we yeah, got to yeah, back it yeah. up. We got to back it right, up. Right, right, right. We got to back it up. <laughs> so. So I don't know. We just but but yes. my brothers. I follow. I kind of followed my big brother into into mm. hip hop. Okay. And uh, so this was mid to late eighties. I'm a little you know, I'm younger than fifteen. Uh, he's almost three years ahead of me. So he's big into LL mm-hmm. You know. So <clears throat> he's you know they doing the Kangos and the track pants and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I just I kind of followed him in, but he went from that into the, into the native tongue thing, and so I pretty much you know. In the high school, it was the it was the. At first, it was the patent leathers and baggy pants and polka dot tie yes. and the gumby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, we like, did all like, of that, like, man. Like you, you walking around like you Kwame, but yeah, exactly. Yes. I was doing that in the high school. Wow. Yeah, and, and we were doing that in the high school. And then, now we had friends who was into the more southern sound, but we just you know I just didn't get into it. So when I got down here, it was kind of a. <clears throat> From then until now, really, it's been kind of a uh, how do I bridge the gap? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> how do I uh be you know, still stay midwestern or you know, like I just love the East Coast sound, but how, how do I do both? Mm-hmm. How do I bridge the gap? And uh give you that give you that southern bass, give you that bounce, mm-hmm. but also give you the music that I love to do, you know. The, the grooves and the and the melodic stuff, the jazz stuff, you know, the uh, the soul stuff. So that's that's been my uh, you know my my progression, uh, even to this day. Okay,
0: nice. So I'm assuming that in your your musicianship today, that you're still playing the bass clarinet and the snare drums and the drum. You're
1: uh, well, still I, utilizing those those tools. I don't, you know, I you right, I don't even know why I would buy a bass clarinet, but I'm actually uh, I be I became a. Uh, I've been I'm a bass player. Okay. you know, I play electric bass. Um that's my main instrument. I mm. you know, I did that in church when I got to uh, I started to play bass before I left St. Louis a little bit. But when I got down here, ended up uh I was at work and somebody approached me. He Say, Hey man, uh yeah, I heard you play bass. I gotta you know, I you know, I my, my reference is looking for somebody to come and sit in the pool pit. That's what's up. So that's when I did that and started to play with other musicians in the church, then I really you know, I really got good. Mm-hmm. You, know, I really got better, and so, um, and so yeah. Um, so, I'm, I'm bass is my my main instrument, and uh, also listening to those Outcast records really got me into it. That, that's that's what got me into bass. You know, listening to uh, those early Outcast mm-hmm. records and those guys that, that you know, because they you know talking about bridging the musical gap. We gonna be here. All, if I start talking about organized noise, <laughs> you're gonna be here all day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yes. but I mean, because they they were they were geniuses with what with what they did.
1: Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, just you know, the mixing the uh, mixing East Coast style drum patterns and drum sounds mm-hmm. with s- the Southern, you know, the organs and and Fender Roads and they have somebody you know on the bass and just mm-hmm. you know th- that sound is really. Um, it it really overtook me because before I heard them, I wanted to sound like Pete Rock. I wanted to sound like DJ Premier, mm-hmm. and uh, they yeah they changed it for me. Like they really came they 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 just really changed it. And so hearing those songs is what really made me pick up the bass and get serious with it. And uh, so yeah, that's uh, I still do. I still use bass in my, a lot of my recordings today, and uh, I, I can still. I can still do drums but I ain't got a set so I'm really I'm super rusty, but yeah. Yeah, bass and drums, I play keyboards, I play piano to uh to whatever I you know, my mm-hmm. ear. My ear, yeah. And um I can put together guitar licks. Okay. You know, I have a system of uh, I'm I'm not really a guitar player, but what what I do is I record what I can. I, I record mm-hmm. something in in a Most of it, seventy-five percent of what I record might be sloppy, but I go to that twenty-five percent sample it into the drum machine. (laughs) Yes,
0: chop it up, chop it up, and then play. Now I got that's right. Now
1: I sound like I can play guitar. That's right. So yeah, Yeah. I do. uh, So that's that's just you know some of my methods. But yeah, Mm. and you know
0: with today with the advent of technology, man, it is it has become easier for people who do not have the skill set of actually playing instruments yeah to sound like they're playing instruments like for an example and i know other programs have this but in reason there is a uh, something that they put in there called a chord and scales player yep right so i can literally load up a piano and it has tons of chords tons of scales and i can choose one I can do open chords, I can do first, second, third, fourth inversion. Yep. I can do pretty much anything that I want. Choose any type of chord that I want and press a key. Play one play one One key. And it'll play the chords. And I mean that's just a tool for. I mean it yeah. just become super easy, you know. Right. And so <clears throat> with someone like you who is able to play instruments and the advent of technology, do you kind of consider that like cheating, that yeah, you can play instruments, in, but then right. other producer can just press a button
1: and kind of. It will well in a way, but in a way, I feel like it, you know, let let's say somebody who never took the time to learn any music theory, mm-hmm. that might in a way that it hinder them from learning. Uh, on the on the other hand, you can lay you can lay all these charts out for people and all these different chords for them to use. But if their ear doesn't know what sounds good together, mm-hmm. it's that still won't work for them. So, so, so even so, somebody who never played before, if they know the G chord sounds good with the F chord, and they put something together that makes sense, okay, they don't know how to play, but their ear understands mm-hmm. it. So, they they don't have it here, but they got it here. Uh, so it's kind of a, you know, it's it's kind of a. If you learn, if you do it by hand, you'll learn the side of it that you don't understand. You'll 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 understand the mechanical side of it, right? As well as what you already know up up top. Mm-hmm. So it's something you know, like you can, you know, it's it's it's, it's good to do it, but uh, you know, I don't want to say you have to do it, but but it's like you know, if you if you put your hands on the keys, you'll learn you'll learn that physical side of it, right? And you'll learn how to. Um, Embellish, you know, and and change things more to your to your flavor. You you know, you can still you know take take whatever chord or ninth, and then add a different note and dirty it up a bit, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, stuff like that. So it's it's kind of it's cheating, but you still have to have it upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's cheating, but if you still you still got to have it upstairs to use the cheat. Right, is what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Kind of like video games, you got a little cheat code. You can still play the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to have infinite ammo, why not put a cheat code in, right? So that's kind of, I mean, even the machine kind of does the same thing. The machine has like a chord, a yeah. button that you can press and you can play the chords. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's in the NPC Live, you know. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I, I use that just to make it easier on the pads. You mm-hmm. know, I'll say, I, I'm i playing something, the key an F, and put it there and they'll lay out the F minor notes and then I can just. Yeah. go right to them i don't necessarily need it but it, it, you know i can go faster mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know, so yeah. i use a little yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, I'm, I, I
0: got cheat codes all day right
1: but,
0: <laughs> <laughs> cheat codes all day uh but one of the questions i did want to ask and i know we had kind of talked about this previously uh, just the state of music today and i want to get your thoughts on on that you know for someone who's been a connoisseur of music For for some time, what do you kind of see as some of the differences in between kind of when you was growing up making music and listening to the music you were listening to, to kind of where music is now and the trajectory that you see music going
1: towards? Okay, so let's you know, back in the 90s. There was more. I would say there was more just a little bit originality. Mm. Um, it was hard to find two groups that so- sonically sounded the same mm-hmm. and and looked the same and um even talked raptors dis- or sang about the same things uh and i you know and, it's, and i'm not <clears throat> i don't want to sound like i'm coming down you know it's not it's not young people's fault they're just doing uh what the industry dictates so now you know. Uh, here comes the you know the the, the puffy era in the ninety eight, and mm-hmm. now everybody's doing you know the shiny suits and the in the and the music sounds more bright, is more poppy, and you know even you know even Jay Z followed that trend and uh, I guess to to a great financial game, but then you know I was you know. I... I like that uh that Reasonable Doubt as you were <laughs> Reasonable Doubt the Hard night. I am like yeah. Yeah, Reasonable Doubt was what was the album the what was it the was the Hard night volume you had the, the whole song the whole album was full of radio tunes anyway mm-hmm. anyway it was just you know it's I guess you know, the influence of money and and the, uh, the the industry on the type of music we make you know is that's why a lot of people are you know following the formula and you know um like today everybody even in hip-hop even in hip-hop i hear what to me sounds and feels like generic boom bap now mm-hmm. and uh you know and uh g- g- generic everybody everybody wants to make a hot the the a hot beat. um and hot beats are good but now it's become a formula because everybody's doing it you know everybody you know get you a a sound ah, something or a choir woo, and mm-hmm. drop that in and now you got a, a quote-unquote hot beat and uh it's cool to me i like to make hot beats every now and then but it's now it's like cliche mm. you know so um f- for me it's always um uh, like i'm a big i'm a big earth Wind, and fire fan i listen to you know, being a musician you know you got to listen to the to the old mm-hmm. old school to, to really know how, what you're supposed to do with the instrument but you know uh yeah, that
0: that's got, that's that is true. That that yeah. that actually is true. Peace so we, out.
1: God bless you. Maurice <laughs> White, the, the Godfather. <laughs> um, but he, he said Maurice said in the interview, you know, we play from the heart, man. Mm-hmm. That's so that's whenever I sit down, I try to I try to play from the heart. Yeah, so playing playing from the heart <clears throat> is is what I try to do. I try to whenever I sit down and, and to make music, uh I usually um I wanna, I wanna be, I wanna be original before I'm anything else. Mm. Even though sometimes I might, I might feel like making a, a booty shake beat. It might, I might just hear it, and <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. usually I hear something first before I sit down to make it. And that's just my process. But I think the music industry and, and, and money and um, maybe people, you know, chasing popularity, chasing clout, will influence them to make a certain a certain sound. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's people out here, you know, that are that are doing it that don't, that don't really love it, and I think you you know that's that's going to affect affect your sound. Um, from maybe twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. everybody was trapped was trapped out in this trap oh, crazy trap this trap that. <laughs> and to to me, a lot of trap sounds the same. But earlier we were talking about Metro. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I can understand a lot of people might say Moon Bap is saying I can I can understand that viewpoint. <clears throat> you know, um, but the, the trap, it was it was just so much trap, and, and uh I just got you know it was getting crazy. So here comes Kendrick Lamar. And Kendrick changed changed the course, I think, from 2015. Mm-hmm. And, now, <coughs> yeah. and now I like the way. Where music is going today, because mm-hmm. because uh, now I'm meeting young guys who not only can they do trap, they can do boom bap, <laughs> they can do R and B. These mm-hmm. the, the artists that are coming up now can, can have a can pretty much do it all, and uh and, and they're not whack, man. I'm I'm really, I'm excited about the direction that uh, that is going now. Mm-hmm. But but uh, I guess what I was trying to say coming back, you know, the the, the trajectory from the '90s to the Puffy era to the Lil John era and everybody was hollering and screaming and everything was bassy and then then Kanye came in mm-hmm. <laughs> Kanye saved hip hop <laughs> Kanye and I know oh, how people feel some way about Kanye I know people feel some way about Kanye and I don't I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics but I understand where he's coming from from a love perspective mm. just not just trying to bring people together through love. I understand that about mm-hmm. Uh So that's all I'm going to say on that <laughs> without getting too political.
0: But. Well, sh- <laughs> see, now I got a question.
1: <laughs> okay, here you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, so when you, when you have people like that who are famous and they've been given this platform and to kind of share their opinions and their thoughts and things like that, Um, I'm not even going to be PC with the way I want to even ask what I want to ask. I I guess the question is, I guess the question is, why do celebrities utilize, in this case Kanye, since we're talking about Kanye, to kind of express their viewpoints as if their viewpoints were law or facts or
1: I, I yeah. think I think we put that you, you on. You get your, what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah, You get what I'm trying to? I ask? think
1: it's because it's when you are a celebrity, you you automatically have the platform just because. Everybody just because knows. of your
0: celebrityship. Just right.
1: You got a, you right. got a platform just because you're a celebrity, and then we'll, and then a, a celebrity might say something that. It's just it's just their inner thoughts. And but because they said it, I think a lot of us will say, oh. They so they think that's they they really believe that's true. Oh, I'm I'm supposed to believe that because they said it, mm-hmm. and then we get offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, that's, that's the crazy part. Like when he said, um, "I think he just stuck his foot in his mouth when he said slavery was a choice." I have no idea what he. I think he just stuck his foot in his mm-hmm. mouth because some just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you know how to. Yes. Get your thoughts yes. out in the you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So, some I think he just stuck his foot in his mouth. Maybe, hopefully, um, but I I think that's what it, I think we you know we we um we we respect people
0: mm.
1: a lot more than we should. Like you, I know you you the church the mm-hmm. preacher might say yo oh, we we we're, we're not a respecter of a person, uh, but black especially black folks we 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 respect persons, man. Like I think somebody, to a
0: fault to a fault sometimes we yeah. do because. Then we will start to go through the process of really siding with them, arguing for them, kind of being a cheerleader for yeah, them. Yeah, especially
1: if we love a person.
0: Right. And we don't know nothing, nothing about any of these people's yeah. lives that right. that go on. All we exactly. see is
1: what's on TMZ. Exactly.
0: N- the news.
1: We love and, them from their art. Right. But we don't know them personally. But we don't
0: know them personally. And people kind of get into their feelings sometimes when it comes to to celebrities and Know, their lives and what they say and the impact because reality is they have a huge impact on yeah the culture right so you say yeah. kanye saved saved hip-hop right yeah i mean he literally did he save hip-hop in, yeah
1: he came in and and you know and even though you know he was little i guess he he knew he knew he was superman and kind of you know <laughs> his his bravado might make people go a little bit like this mm-hmm. but, you know Did you hear like dave Chappelle mm-hmm. tell stories about him um but no nah, you know he he came in and yeah so people like kendrick are around because of kind yeah he birthed a whole new movement yes you know and um, and so a trap kind of threatened to kill it <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't. It didn't. He, you know, he he uh, he had his kids. You know, uh, you got the children of Kanye. You got the children of Lil Wayne. <laughs> you got your Post Malone's yeah. and your Takashi Six Thousand, yeah. those are the, Those 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 are the children of Wayne. <laughs> those are the children of Wayne. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got your, your Kendricks and your J Coles. Those mm-hmm. are the children of Ye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yo, so, you think about it, yeah, that kind of is. That's it. I be thinking about stuff like that. Like, yeah, these are these these are these are your, your offspring's. You know. People have offsprings, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Ice Cube, in in a way, is the offspring of Chuck D, even though they're Mm -hmm. not that far. Chuck D, offspring of Millie Mel, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Jay-Z, offspring of Big Daddy Kane. Rakim, offspring, uh, I'm sorry, Nas, offspring of of Rakim. Rakim, You know, so, you know, they're, you know, we have... Offsprings, you know, uh, people you know, uh, like Kiaris once said, I birth, I birthed MCs, you know.
0: He did.
1: And, so, and musicians birth musicians, you mm-hmm. know.
0: The one thing I love about our, our generation, right, because we were around the same, same yeah. age, maybe just I think a couple years apart, is that we got the ability to experience the different eras of music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember growing up listening to, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was born in the 70s. So I remember, yeah, I know, seventy, <laughs> right? Seventy. But I remember yeah, my, my mom. birthday cake is on my
1: Instagram page. I,
0: <laughs> I remember my, you know, growing up, my mom playing oldies, you know, Temptations, yeah, Four Tops, you know, yeah. the Supremes, things like. As I was growing up, so I kind of yeah. lived through that and listened to that type of music, and then it gravitated towards hip hop. And you, you're talking right. about. Uh, that that's when I was getting into like NWA and and um, you know those types of groups from the east uh, from the west coast and then you have right. the east coast rappers and they started uh, to come out with um, DOS Effects and uh, I, Public. In- oh, I could throw a whole. I had dreads. I, I had dreads.
1: before we you, I went bald. I'm bald. used dreads.
0: Hey. <laughs> and you find a picture. You find a picture. <laughs> but yeah. Right. But you know, listening to so we got the chance to experience. You know. Kim and Nas, and yeah, Public Enemy, and Keras 1, and then getting into the 90s where you got your Puffs, and your Biggies, and your Tupacs, and then your yeah. LLs, and your Run DMCs, and going from there and into the 2000s, into the you got your Nellies, and then yeah. we got a chance to see a true progression of, yeah. of music, and how it's changed, and how it has impacted, because back in the day, people would go, oh, hip hop is gonna die. It's not going to have they, the they, impact they, that right. it's going to have. They thought it was. Well, they thought it was. And now, mm-hmm. if you look look at it, hip hop is the most influential culture of music in the world. Right. We influence in the world. Hip hop influences everything. Products, in car commercials. I mean, you think about it. It, it influences yeah. and impacts everything.
1: But in, in a way, but in a way, from the early early days now. Of course not, not it started when we were just babies mm-hmm. in the in the early 70s but there was a point where you know they 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 stopped MCing over the disco breaks and then you know that's when mm-hmm. Sugar Hill came out and it there was kind of a dying point um did you see the 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 the, the documentarys the Netflix the Netflix the hip-hop the um, the hip-hop history yes. documentary? Man, that's so dope. Yes. But there was a point, you know, there was the, the, the Sugar Hill album mm-hmm. was like, I think, like the ending point of that hip-hop disco era. Right. The, and then it changed. And then, uh you know, there was the drum machine era with the, mm-hmm. the sug MCs, Run MC Yeah. And that was kind of a restart. Yeah, that Curtis was Blow of,
0: came out and yeah. kind of reshifted the whole... The whole thing, yeah. when when he first came out, I think was they said he was, was he the first artist, hip hop artist, something. truly signed yeah. to. I think something like that. I think so. If y'all know who Curtis Blow is, you man, we Google Google. We, Google. we, but, yeah. back. we just talk about a little history.
1: <laughs> it was a little
0: history, right? <laughs> it was a little history. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he kind of was the first artist to act to, I guess, to be signed to like a major record label, and then after that came to run the MCs and the LLs and you know all those different things, but. Like I was saying, we, I mean, we really got the chance to kind of see how hip hop has kind of evolved yeah. and transformed itself into what it is, to what it is today. Yeah. So in that same vein, what would you tell people getting into this music industry today? What would be some of the things that they need to consider when they step foot or maybe they're you know, in this game for some time now? But what do you think they need to know in order to be successful?
1: I would say, obviously, you know, somebody was just—I just read this the other day, or I was on social media and somebody was talking about uh, <clears throat> learning. Learning your craft requires a certain amount of a passion. Of uh, me, you know, my passion started from hearing, like you were talking about the supreme all that. I remember, you know, old soul records. Old soul records is what made mm-hmm. me really want to be a musician, though. The, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Iceland Brothers, and I remember those grooves from, from a mm-hmm. baby, and they just stuck in my head. And so when I started learning how to play, you know, I, I had a passion for music. So uh, I think especially when it comes to beat making and engineering, it, it takes it takes, a long, it takes a while to learn this and to learn a digital audio workstation. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been using the same one for years. That You know, Cubase was the one I started on. And once I started to get proficient in it, why switch? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but, but I would say do it. You know, if, if you love it, it it'll, it'll help to love what you do because you're going to need that passion to learn all the different faucets of uh, doing what you need to do. Uh, Even let's say if you're just a rapper, you know, uh, if you, your passion will dictate dictate how good you become, how better you get as a rapper, as a musician, as a beat maker. Uh, So I I think uh, passion is is a big is a big thing that that that, uh, that you would would need. Some people, you know, I don't know, you just need you know you just need that drive. Maybe you just maybe it's clout um as long as it drives you to be great right you know you just you know you need you need you just need that inner drive mm. to to uh to keep pushing because once once you look look up and um in my case you know I thought uh I thought I was going to be a star by 25 <laughs> you know sure, and uh, things just didn't happen that way you know um, I think the hip hop game is like trying to get in the NFL or trying to get in the mm-hmm. NBA, uh, you, could be, you could be a superstar player and things might not just not go the way you want them to go. Mm. You know, uh, I just discovered an uh, MC that's been rhyming for 20-something years the other day. I said, man, this dude sounds like he's as good as anybody I've ever wow. seen. Me and him got the same amount of Instagram followers. I'm like, this don't make sense. This dude is a, is a top flight dude. So, you know, yeah, you need drive and um, just decide, you know, ask yourself, why are you doing this? Because if you don't really want to do it, it'll, you'll quit.
0: Oh, man, this game will eat you up. If you ain't prepared for it, if you're not someone who has like thick skin yeah. and can't take rejection Ooh. and are easily offended, you're not gonna make oh you are not gonna make yeah. it. You'll fly off the handle. It you know <laughs>
1: slice little thing. Yeah. Oh they didn't
0: want to buy my album. They didn't want to take my mixtape. <clears throat> they didn't no, want to listen to me rap. They didn't cut them. Oh man. You would you. It's gonna be over because yeah. you, your skin has to be. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Turtle.
1: I'm 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 here because I love because I love music. Right. You know, if I was in it for anything else, I would have stopped. 15 yeah. years ago, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love music.
0: I mean, I grew yeah. up with music, listening to, to music. You know, I grew up as a singer, so I love music, regardless if I was making a ton of money, which I wasn't back then, but, right. you know, making money or not, I mean, this is what I love, and so I'm going to do it regardless if I'm making money or not. Yeah. So, okay, so I want you to talk about the album that you dropped, and... August was it August
1: 2019 man I, I think so man yeah. I, I put together an instrumental album uh called uh master level master level beat tape and uh I have other other projects uh I've done various projects throughout the years um uh, but talking about the business side of it talking about the social side of mm. it you know we know how to you know a lot of us know how to cre- how to create but we don't necessarily know the steps to take to get it out mm-hmm. there and, and put it, you know, get in the get in the mainstream and you know let people hear it. Uh, so the, my beat tape was the first time I said, you know, I, you know, I, I got my studio, I know how to record and mix and master. I mm-hmm. can put out something from start to finish. And so I decided to let me go ahead and do it, do it for myself this time because I got people I work with. Uh, But I decided to do it for myself this time and and put out a beat tape just so people can hear you know, hear what hear how I hear musically. Okay. You know, so on this album I have uh, a little bit of trap, a little bit of boom bap, some soul, some R&B, some funk, some, uh, you know, kind of I try to, you know, encompass Mm -hmm. uh, everything that I've uh, encountered up you know in my life musically or everything that i've that i've you know had mm-hmm. imparted unto me and just put it on this put it on this project so it's a lot of different flavors okay so everybody should find something that they like <laughs> you it. good good you know uh so, so that, that, that that's what i that was my intention okay and uh it's funny sometimes you think ah oh, maybe i should lean to one side and then maybe on the next project i lean to you know i just i wanted to kind of make a you know a collage of different flavors mm-hmm. and sounds with this tape so i'm very proud of it and uh it's called master level look up uh steve chase on youtube um all types of streaming, spotify mm-hmm. apple Deezer, I don't even know what Deezer is. Wow, well, uh, D-E-Z-E-R, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, I've seen that too. But uh, yeah, it's on yeah, there, just, yeah, just look up Steve Chase on streaming, and you'll find it, and you can, you can hear it there.
0: Yeah, I had a chance to listen to it uh, last night, it was dope. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I checked it out on, um, it. I think, uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, it's on SoundCloud. Right. So on, on, on his Instagram, he has a uh, a Linktree, Linktree, right? And so uh, I went there and went to, it had, a, it had Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Right. Um, and I listened to the one on, on um, I think it was SoundCloud. But yeah, it was dope. Well, that was I appreciate dope. It, So you get a chance, make sure you check out Master Level Beat tape of my man, Steve Chase. You know what I'm saying? I'm that working
1: is- on a compilation right now of stuff that I produced over the years. Okay, good. So uh, good. not necessarily new material, but mm-hmm. still material that, that, that people need to hear. You um, want to shout out, to, uh, shoot. If, Maybe you can you know put some vocals on there, buddy. Hey, I,
0: hey, I, I need that bass though. Them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I get yeah. it to you, but yes, you. Uh, shout out to DJ Rockwell, Damu Wali, Awal Teray. Shout out to Mike Sykes, Adoration, Camionette Production Studios. Just you know, so many people, man, that I've met since I've been here, man. Mm. And it's just been a, you know a blessing for the whole for the whole time, man. That's what's up, brother. So I'm a. Uh, and I still I feel I feel like I'm just really starting to spread my wings and take off. Mm. Even though we're just '70s babies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey, you know I'm I'll
0: always learn It's never too late to to get into this thing and spread your wings and experience this. I'm gonna use a new word: the focality of music. <laughs> right? Focality. <laughs> right. It's a, I mean, it's never too. It's never too late to. Kind of express yourself through through music. I mean, yeah. I seen on the news that there was this guy who's seventy. He, he's a trap producer, right? Wow! So it's never too late to to get into right. music. To... What's
1: wrong with Three Stacks, man? Because <laughs> you heard Three Stacks and stuff. It's, so oh, I don't want to be a forty year old rapper, but he's why? still dropping bars. Like,
0: <sighs> why not,
1: dude? Did you hear? <laughs> why, like,
0: who is to, who is to say that at a certain age, that's when? You know, maybe, maybe for him or for whoever it may be, they don't want to be that 40-year-old yeah. rapper. Whatever.
1: I can, I can, you know, on a way, way I can understand it, like, okay, it's kind of a young man's game, but still, talking to people, I mean, Jay-Z, I don't see Jay-Z ever stopping. Well,
0: see, we talked the young man's game <laughs> when you want to get signed to a record label. Right. But I know people out there who are over 40 making a killing. And, I mean, they're not signed to a major record label.
1: But they got the audiences.
0: But they got the audiences. They're making a living off of doing what they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And that's, right? that's really all you can ask That's for. all you can ask They may not have superstardom. That may not be what they really want either. Yeah. But they are making a living. Right. They are actually traveling around doing right. tons of shows. And people would have probably never heard of them. Right. But they, are making, they can provide for themselves, their families. They, all their bills are paid. And they are successful in their eyes. I mean, you don't always have to be signed to... To a label. Right. But I mean, I've heard people say that for a gazillion times that music is, I think it's hip hop. That's a young man's game. Because country, hmm. country you can be 100 years right. old country and, and, drop 100, and drop a, a song a day and you become a star and you're 100. And it doesn't matter in country or rock, rock and
1: or, roll, 80 years old and they're still out there. They're still doing, doing it. Doing their thing.
0: But in hip hop, yeah. for some reason in, in this genre of music, it's only the young ones that we that we say in this genre that it's the young ones who are going to be successful i don't know I, 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 I disagree with no you. you know yeah i disagree with that i mean right. if if you're over 40 go out and make music do what you love to do
1: i wanted to pride you a bit on <laughs> on your singing oh no nah. singing background <sighs>
0: That ain't happening.
1: Because I was thinking about <laughs> Boys to Men, like when we were Oh man, I, I grew up on Boys to Men. I was, yes. I was, I was thinking about Boys to Men. I was at work the other day, and I, I used to hate them, man. Because they made us. It's like you know, because they had all the girls, all the every, all the girls were swooned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, oh man, if I want a girlfriend, now I have to kind of meet that standard. Because
0: they were all you meet that Boys to Men, right? Now. I had to
1: meet that Boys to right, right, Men standard. Totally you know, harmony. Like, and how, right. like, but that was one thing. But the other thing is, you know, for, for black women, man, they they really, and even today, but they, they needed that. Mm. They they needed to shoot our boys to them, our boys to me, and my wife might not know how to love me. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. so you know they so they they put love into our sisters, man, and it was necessary, man. So you know, and, and I I do a little singing too, you know. So okay, I y'all to hear it. We may have to join <laughs>
0: out, you know. Get a, a rendition group going.
1: <laughs> right, exactly,
0: exactly. That's right. But yeah, Boys. I grew up. Oh man, that was like one of the first groups that I really heard when I. I mean, of course, there were other groups back yeah. back then. But when I first heard heard Boys the Men, Coolie High Harmony, when they came out with the album, when they Thanks. had them um the 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 tan jackets on with the the fur. Right. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. It was crazy. The fur on the oh man, they had the uh, the canes. Oh brother, crazy. In front <laughs> of like a, a cathedral, album. in front of like a cathedral or whatever. Like like album. I'm a true boysmen fan. Like yeah. most people don't know. Like back in the day, we could read, you know, the the notes, the liner in, notes in, in, in the album, right? So that's that's
1: what I, I missed That much. Yes.
0: Because I knew who who did what, right? I, mean, I knew who the engineers were, the producers were, the singers, songwriters. I was I can't. Now I don't know who anybody is. On. Doing,
1: who recorded you? Who mixed you? Right? Who, who produced you? We want to we want to know. Now, her title has that available.
0: Oh, they do. That's what nice. I heard. Well, make it so. Available.
1: Yeah, everybody needs to do that.
0: Make it so. available. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, tell people where they can find you.
1: At underscore Steve Chase on Instagram and Steve Chase on Facebook. And yeah, well, go- google me find I me know. on all streaming steve chase master level beat tape shout out to key turner shout out to Derek 320 <laughs> that's right
0: uh, no, look MC. you're gonna hear you're gonna hear them bass on on some songs that i'm gonna do because i need a bass player i got a song <laughs> yeah. right now that i need a bass on oh yeah okay i got you i got
1: yeah. you I i'm got just got gonna you.
0: send it right in the email I'm like, i got you and I'm doing like this, like I know how to play. Right? <laughs> that's how you can tell somebody don't know how to play. This is like, <laughs> right. yeah, I don't know how to play. I got you. At all. But I do know people who can play. Yeah. Like my man's you know, Steve Chase. So <laughs> no, we can be working to watch what yeah. you wait and see. Yeah, I'm,
1: that's, I'm right the, that's what this year is about for me co- collaboration and making mm-hmm. relationships. You that's know, what's um, up, brother? That, that's another point. You know, uh, I'm trying to stop. But, you know, the whole. Mm-hmm. Pay me, pay me, pay. I understand that the you know the the pay me. Uh, I, I need to get paid, and on one hand I understand that, but on the, on the other hand, I think the relationship the relationship is paramount. You know, you, you got a f- formal mm-hmm. you know formal relationship, and then the money will come. You know, mm-hmm. if you if I the first time I see you, hey man, I need to get paid. Cool, I'm gonna pay you all right
0: great working with you right exactly i'm keeping moving
1: so the relationship you know for the relationship Mm -hmm. is uh for me right now that's that's what's a uh, paramount yeah you know just form a relationship relationships
0: are key relationships are key because you never know where that relationship is going is going to take you right right if you come straight at the gate with you know give me my money and then that's all you're concerned about and you have no concern for the relationship that you're trying to build. Right. So yeah, I'm going to
1: really pay you. Pro- yeah, people don't want yeah. to really have a problem paying, but I mean, let me see who you are first. Let me see if you're worth the money first.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pay you. Right. And that's it. I'm going to pay Great, thanks for working with me. See you later. Yeah. And I'm interested in building relationships with, with people so that we can go further in this business together. Not right. just that one time You know, transactional relationship. I don't want a transactional relationship
1: with someone. You got, yeah, yeah. It's got to be, got to have some soul in it. That's right. Somebody said, "People are doors. People are doorways. Mm. Walk through one." That's right. So that's that's what that's that's what it's about for me now. I appreciate that. Well, we're gonna be
0: doing some work together. You know, she shouldn't have said that because we're gonna do some work together now. (laughs) Yes, sir. Still paying though, right? But man, it's been great, Steve. Man, Steve Chase, everyone. Man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Greatly appreciate it. And ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out at our new time, which will be Thursdays at 7 p.m. at WeCreateMusic.tv. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, I'm your host, B. Vaughn. Have a great, glorious, amazing day. We're out. Peace.